to the life in the left lane. Jesus Christ. As always, I'm Tom. <laughs> that was Joe Biden. If you can tell, and I am joined by my good friend Austin. Hi, Austin. Why, 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 why did you do that to us? <laughs> why, 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 why? Anyway, I loved that clip for a bunch of reasons. One, it made me laugh. When things make me laugh, I enjoyed them. But it also just shows how out of his fucking mind he is. I mean, it was just a question. And the way he turned around and just responded, it was great. How you doing, Austin? Uh, I'm good. <laughs> Um, I feel like this has been a whirlwind week, and I'm also very disappointed yes. with how that reporter responded, because basically the story behind that video is mm -hmm. this reporter mm -hmm. was asking Joe Biden at an event. He's like, why, after Sanders apologized, did you attack him again? Why did you attack him again? And that's when Joe comes back and he's like, why, 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 why? <laughs> and then, but then the part right. that, that didn't become part of the viral clip is uh, he, he told the reporter, you need to calm down, man. Oh. And the oh, reporter, God. I mean, just obviously who is shocked that a presidential candidate is acting this way, didn't know how to respond. But I do know how he should have responded. And how, how should he have responded? He should have taken the words of, um, oh, Don, no, 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 Walter. That's the character's name. Walter from The Big Lebowski and said, I'm calmer than you are. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah that it, would have been it hilarious. Definitely was. Definitely was. Also, Joe Biden, like, instinctively put his hands on this guy's chest. Like, again, it's not okay. It's It wasn't okay when he did it to the 10-year-old girl. It's not okay with a 30-year-old reporter. It's like, keep your hands to yourself. It I seems mean, really easy. Throughout his career, Joe Biden has just touched so many people. Um, <laughs> and not in the good way. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not in the good way. Oh, God. Um, but yeah, it has definitely been a crazy fucking week. The, my, the amount of tabs that I have open right now with <laughs> shit that happened. And believe it or not, for, for once, mostly good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Mostly good stuff. Uh, it, it should be a really fun episode. And you know what? We should start off with the most funnest topic, and that is the impeachment. Uh, well, there's impeachment going on. Do we have to, to talk about this? Like, do we really need to? I mean, like, well, does it fucking matter? It's just a fucking circus. I have an exclusive for the show. Okay. Nobody else has heard this yet. Oh, shit. Yeah. What the but fuck? I discovered how to time travel. Oh! And I know the outcome of the uh, impeachment trial. Okay. okay, can we just avoid all of this? Go back to when Constantine made Europe Christian? Keep it pagan so the Romans continue to take over the world? You can only travel forward in time. Forward? Yeah. Fuck that shit. All right. You got to figure out the backwards part, too. You got to be more verse. Yeah, and I know all of you sci-fi fans are asking, well, then how are you here? Don't worry yeah, about it. <laughs> Don't okay. worry about it. Just okay. listen to what I have to say. So, okay. spoiler alert, uh, he gets acquitted. Okay. Yeah, I And, and I do you know why? Uh, because the Senate's a joke? Yeah. That's yeah. right. And there's 53 <laughs> Republicans. That, okay. right, and good. they all vote for him, if I remember correctly, yeah. to uh, stay in office. Yeah. And the whole thing was just kind of a circus. Yeah. I also, end. fuck you, Susan Collins. I am just fucking tired. And of Lisa this Murkowski. 
Yeah, but but like Collins in specific, like and, specifically, and Rand Paul, fuck him. <laughs> yeah, well, always fuck him. But Susan Collins, she comes out for these like really important things, and she toes the line in the exact same way she did with the Kavanaugh thing yes. and everything else. Yes. She pretends like there's actually a chance she might go the mm-hmm. one way, but yep. she was never going to. I hate her so much, and I found out. That her state is, or her race is now considered a swing, uh, a swing state election thing. Good. It, it, she might lose her seat. Is what I meant to say. No, yeah, that's great. It's fantastic, but I'm tired of tired of these people. Yeah. <laughs> Just so fucking tired of them. Listen, before before we get into this, can I yeah. tell the story of the sad life of Rand Paul? No, please. I'd love the sad story of and, Rand Paul. And I feel like uh, Rand Paul has replaced Peter Dow in my annoying asshole yeah. thing. And it's weird because I'm not like I'm used to just hating Republicans mm-hmm. fairly equally. There's a couple that I think deserve more scorn. Sure. Like Mitch sure. McConnell, no, there definitely are. There definitely yeah. are. And Dick fucking Cheney. Mm. But for, you know, a senator there. I mean, all the Republican senators are pretty bad. But Rand Paul makes me laugh because he's so not only like, you know how Ted Cruz had that stuff come out about him that like his Um, roommates didn't like him. Yes. Basically, nobody (laughs) likes him. Uh I think Rand Paul might be in a similar league. And so we'll we'll start with um, the story that everybody knows and that I make frequent reference to on Twitter. The fact that (laughs) Rand Paul was tackled by his neighbor. (laughs) For being a little too libertarian with his yard. <laughs> Which, uh, if you're interested, you can go back in our catalog from when we had Dumb All Over, and yeah. you can wa- uh, listen to Atlas Slugged. And the only reason why I know the name of that title is because it may be the best name ever yes. for a podcast. So look for Atlas Slugged, yeah. and that that was our original reaction to it. Which, yes. by the way, it's a great episode. I listen to it yes. all the time. And I, and I have a new hashtag for people who also want to go after Rand Paul, because he posted this bizarre like a uh, twitter thread about climate change mm-hmm. just this weird thing about how he thinks that we're not really in danger but there's not much we can do even if we are in danger so oh i at, saw that at some <laughs> point in the at some point in the thread he goes we really need to learn how to like live on other planets and moons and somebody replied so you think we can there can be man-made climate change on every planet but earth (laughs) yeah yeah is that is that the whole human mission is to fuck up every planet yeah yeah that was such a dumb it's such a dumb thing to say but anyway so i retweeted the thread of course and i quote tweeted it and i said um what was it what was it hashtag help Rand paul tackle climate change and then another hashtag uh before climate change tackles him (laughs) yeah yeah i mean climate change involves a lawn involves many lawns you better watch out (laughs) so his so his neighbor so we know that his neighbor doesn't like him i don't think his colleagues are big fans this Mm. is a story that i'd known and totally forgotten about okay but had been brought up to uh brought up in the past week when I was going through uh, internet stuff. And so, check this out. Okay. When Rand Paul was a teenager, this is an article. I won't tell you the title because it'll give away the story. Okay. But I have a feeling this involves masturbating to Atlas, Slu- or At- no, Atlas Shrugged. No, but- that's, that's my Paul Ryan joke. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> so, this is from uh, New York Magazine. 
Okay. Uh, when Rand Paul was a teenager, the lyrics of Canadian prog rock band Rush spoke to him. Uh oh. <laughs> goes on to talk about the songs. Uh-huh. Paul's admiration for Rush has continued on into adulthood, and he's frequently used the band's music to score his political life, from victory rallies, campaign commercials, all of which must make what drummer Neil Peart told Rolling Stone, an article published, even more painful. Peart, uh, newly minted American citizen, so this must have been 2015? Yeah, that sounds right. Okay. Um, he said he would never vote for Rand Paul. He told Rolling Stone, it's very obvious Rand Paul hates women and brown people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but yes. Apparently, the Paul campaign and Rush have had a somewhat contentious public relationship no since kidding. his rise to national prominence in 2010. A lawyer for the band tried to get Paul to stop using his music at his events and to stop quoting lyrics in his speeches, speeches citing copyright infringement, which is weird that he would do that, being a libertarian yeah. with all the, you know, you yeah. own your own blah, blah, blah. It's just a concept, Austin. It's just yeah. a concept. So it says that, um, and it talks, the article talks about how Neil Peart used to use Ayn Rand cite, or citations in his work. Uh, somewhere in the mid-80s, he abandoned that mode of thinking and, the last time he talked about politics, he called himself a bleeding heart libertarian. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's scary. That's a scary thought. <laughs> well, that must fucking suck. <laughs> yeah, so you imagine yeah. your neighbor tackles you, your yeah. favorite band your favorite calls band you a racist. Your fucking hates you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that. I can, I, I understand how that would be. Like, it, I would use like Queen in literally everything if I was a politician. I would do the same thing, but that would be like me finding out they're like alt right conservatives, <laughs> and no. they're like, no. "Please stop with this peace and love shit." No. Like that would kill me. But uh, I'm I'm glad that uh, I. Oh man, I would have loved to to be around Rand Paul when he read that article. Yeah, <laughs> if, if he ever did. Maybe so, he doesn't. Maybe, maybe he still thinks that they like him. I don't know. So that's our first chapter in the day in the life of Rand Paul. <laughs> there we go. I I like it. I, I'm down. Yeah. Uh, by the way, two weird things. One, I found a tweet that you actually retweeted. So this is not Ooh. news to you. It's from Peter Dow. Since you mentioned him, I thought this was <laughs> funny. Uh, he says, be real. Any Dem nominee will be savaged by the right. At least hashtag Bernie has been thoroughly vetted. I know. And then in all caps, he says, because I'm the guy who did it. <laughs> yeah. In 2015, I remember. Uh, also, Hot Girls for Bernie is currently trending number one on Twitter. Wait, but that, that I don't think that was the end of that tweet. It's it's not. It says. No, but uh, the end the, is very the, funny. Oh, okay. Uh, the right will cry socialism for every Dem. At least with Bernie there, there won't be videos of him sniffing the hair of young girls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shout out Biden. <laughs> oh my God. I told you. That's, that's why I retweeted it. The top part uh, I thought I, was just, you I know. Just, wow. Yeah. Wow. And that also really plays badly into Hot Girls for Bernie, which is currently trending number one on Twitter. Yeah, but not, but not Hot Young Girls for Bernie. <laughs> True. That's not even Joe Biden. Um, I will say this. I, do you remember I'm in love with Obama? Do you remember that vaguely, song? Vaguely, vaguely, but I do, yeah. In like 2006 or no, probably yeah. 2007, during the, the, the primaries, uh, a, a very attractive young lady came out with a music video and the whole song was called I'm in love with Obama. That is kind of happening sort of with this Hot Girls for Bernie thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, just to add to the already very strange week 
Um, I guess uh, I don't even think we finished talking about impeachment, but like to sum it up, the Democrats led by the great Chuck Schumer went, you know, full speed into the Senate and got shut down consecutive times all throughout like a 24 hour (laughs) period. Congratulations, Chuck Schumer. You're terrible at your job, like literally terrible at your job. Uh, there were six amendments pa- or trying to be passed in one day. All six were shot down. They were pretty much shocking to. Yeah, no shocking. Apparently everybody. I don't know why people seem to be as shocked. Like this, this it. is why I don't understand why people even care, to be honest. Like I know if they won't vote for amendments mm-hmm. like that, there's no way they're going to vote to convict him. Have you watched any of the the, the trial? Honestly, like I, I've watched um, bits and pieces of Adam Schiff's um, presentation. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw that too because I was trending um, all over Twitter. Let me give let me give him this credit. He puts together a very good legal presentation. Yeah, I'm agreed. not going to say I'm not going to endorse his politics, <clears throat> and I would say that even if he were a Republican. So you know, it's not like I don't agree with a lot of what he believes, but right, yeah. But I think he put together a good presentation, and even yeah. Matt Gates, Matt Gates, you know, the Max Headroom doll that was brought to life by a vagrant. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he thought that the Democrats did a good job with their presentation. I saw that, and he yeah. said that the Republican rebuttal is like an eighth grade report. Oh, like it's it was so poor. Although, Which is very accurate, too. Yeah, by the way. but part of me wonders if this is the ongoing back and forth between Gates and the White House, mm, because be. Matt Gates decided to make one good vote in his entire career, mm. and he voted for the limiting um, war powers for the president. Oh yeah, and that pissed the White House off. Yep. And so now I think they're kind of in like a, a war, like they're butting heads. Yeah, which, you know, I, okay. But other than him, um, I, I saw something. Mitch McConnell even said something in, in a positive light towards Schiff uh, specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he applauded him for for what he did. So it was it was interesting to see like these these top notch or top Republicans, I should say, uh, come out and like say, hey, that was kind of good yeah. i mean but the evidence is there all i'm shift has to do is talk <laughs> and I it's know. gonna sound good i know but so i mean stupid. it doesn't matter it doesn't matter no i know and that's why that's why i asked you if you've been watching it because huh. i'll be honest i I've, other than the 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 twitter clips that are like surfacing i'm not interested in this at all because at the end of the day it's going to turn out to be like the same thing we've said for months the, trump's still going to be president the only way he's not going to be president is if he dies or he resigns and with either of the, well, I mean, you never know with, I guess, either one of those because he's so unpredictable. But you kind of assume he's going to be president for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. So fuck worrying about the impeachment and the trial, I should say, because he's technically already impeached. And just let's focus on the Democratic primary, which is, by the way, heating up. All right, hold, on, hold on. Before we get there. Well, I, I do, wasn't going there. I'm just mad. Okay. <laughs> I, I do want to note one really funny point of the impeachment trial. What? So apparently um, Schiff's team played video of our favorite Republican politician, Lindsey Graham, um, talking okay. about impeachment during Clinton's impeachment. Oh, saying the exact <laughs> Saying the exact opposite of everything he's saying now. And guess who's the only person not in the Senate chambers when that video played? Oh, 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 <laughs> yes, Tom. Oh, 
Yeah, me? Uh, Bernie Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was there. He was there, uh, probably drinking a glass of milk or water, the only two things allowed to be had oh, in yeah. the Senate Hall. Uh, actually, I, I don't know. Who then? Lindsey Graham. <laughs> oh! Oh, clearly. Also, uh, in addition to all that, mm-hmm. you're not supposed to leave, but there were Republicans that were having interviews with Fox News while it was happening. Yeah. So people were leaving. Again, and though, won't matter. Nothing will happen to them. I, I know, but like, it's that's what I mean when I say it's just a fucking circus. Yeah, it's a circus, yeah. It's, you totally can do whatever agree. the hell you want. <laughs> it's totally like, agree. oh, yeah, we changed the rules. Now you can have other drinks than just milk and water. No one cares. This, half the seats were empty the three, four times that I tried to watch it live. Half yeah. the seats were empty. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything. And, and guess what? It's like a YouTube it concert. It, yeah, right. <laughs> wow. Wow. Those are oh. unexpected shots fired. I um, wish that were true. <laughs> unexpected shots fired. It's oh. Right. It's my arcade fire cover band. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just it's just a fucking it's it's all bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's a waste of time. And if you notice, like Trump's not even trying that hard to Although, change. To be the, per- to be perfectly honest, like I don't really care if they waste time because there's a Republican majority in the Senate. Whatever they're doing in there right. isn't going to be good anyway. Right. Yeah. So exactly. What difference does it make? Let them have the try. Who cares? It does. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you know what? Let's let's move on from impeachment. The only way we should talk about it from here on in is if something major happens. Uh, and if you're really that invested in listen or you know finding about impeachment stuff, just go anywhere. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody. Which is which is part of the problem that mm. everyone is talking about it. It's, Absolutely. It's, if there was an actual chance of anything happening, it would be a different story. But since there's not, there is move on. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, you want to talk about the uh, Greenwald situation? Oh, you want to do Greenwald now? Yeah, let's do that. Because then <laughs> after that, because this is it. unfortunately not a great story. Everything else from here on is kind of good. Yeah. Okay, so let's start with uh, Glenn Greenwald now. Um, I don't have an article, but basically, we'll start from what's happening today and we'll kind of work our way backwards. So, Glenn Greenwald is being prosecuted right now in Brazil for supposed cyber crimes and what happened was glenn greenwald is a journalist um for the intercept right the intercept and he published a story through the intercept brazil that shows um bolsonaro the current president the former candidate while he was a candidate was in contact with this prosecutor that was head of the anti-corruption sweep going on and they were coordinating together to get rid of political opponents okay. in order to make it easier for Bolsonaro to win. So uh, I know previously we've talked about um, their former president, Lula, being imprisoned. Yeah. He's since been released, which is very good. Very uh, good. Also endorsed Bernie. Yeah. Uh, just saying. Um, a big reason why he's in prison, was in prison under false charges, was because of this relationship between bolsonaro and i believe the guy's name is moro the yeah uh, yeah yeah Shoot, I, so I anyway after it. after bolsonaro was elected yeah after bolsonaro was elected um he became the defense minister like basically in charge of their de- department of justice and so that was where they showed this collusion in the story which is very important uh and so glenn greenwald was the one 
who exposed all of this, which made him enemy number one to Bolsonaro's uh, administration. The other thing about Bolsonaro's administration is that it is very right-wing, very, very. authoritarian, oh, and yeah. very religious. Yes, yeah. And I think some people don't know. I mean, in America, people have a very, very divided reaction to Glenn Greenwald. He's a very controversial commentator sure. in American spaces. I'm not entirely sure. Most of it's because he didn't uh, buy all of the stuff that people were saying about the Russia investigation right mm -hmm. away. Okay. And when you look at it in hindsight, a lot of what he said was true. Like, just a lot of it was, you know, commentators gone mad right. with some of the things that they were talking about. But, I mean, and, and I disagreed with some of the things he said, but uh, I don't see why. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Well, from from what I gather, and, I, and I'm a real outsider on this because I'm only recently finding out about this. And to yeah. be completely honest, and, and, and the reason why I don't know who he is uh, that well is because I really don't pay attention to you know a, a lot of the journalists and, and their names and stuff like that. That's just I don't know. It doesn't yeah. resonate with me. But as I'm reading about him, as we were going over this before, it just seems like he's a an actual journalist. Yeah, <laughs> like he is, and that's which, why the, that's why they're so mad. Right, like it, you want to obviously like uh, uh, from a progressive. I want to support like progressive journalists first, mm -hmm. but at the same time, a good journalist, whether they're progressive or not, is still uh, doing a better job than somebody who's out there doing fake news and shit like but that. But the thing is, he is very progressive. Oh, okay, yeah. I see. I don't know anything about him, yeah. but uh, the, if he is, he's he's very progressive. People just don't like him because. Well, I think the people who criticize him aren't very progressive. Mm -hmm. And he goes on Tucker Carlson's show to tell Tucker Carlson's audience what he believes about things, okay. which I know there is a huge debate about whether that's a worthy thing to do or not, which will, like that also plays into the whole discussion we're going to have later about Joe Rogan. Yes. But, um, but in this case, he goes, he goes on Tucker Carlson's show every once in a while. And, and I don't know. I feel like, I mean, it's the only time that audience gets to hear those arguments. Yeah. I don't know why people are so mad when Democrats go on Fox. Like, I'm not going to lie. Even if, like, centrists go on, as long as they're not spewing right-wing shit, yeah. um, it, as long as they're somewhat left, that's not a bad thing. Because no, I mean, all that audience that, needs to hear that point of view. Yeah. You know, people who watch Fox News... Uh, I, I remember seeing polls or, or studies about stuff like this. People who tend to watch Fox News really only watch Fox News. Yeah. When other people like who watch CNN will not always just watch CNN. They will go other places. So you get more news. You get different, yeah. different voices. Fox, yeah. if you just listen to Fox, you're going to get that same opinion every single day. So when a Democrat, especially a progressive in like this case, yeah. or even when Gabbard goes on, mm -hmm. that's not a bad thing. No. It's an okay thing to explain. To get uh, a left wing well, message out there. Sometimes with Gabbard, it is weird because she's not always pushing it. Like when she goes on to talk about foreign policy and the weird mm -hmm. things she feels about certain people that are dictators. I'm not even talking about Assad. Okay. But there's, I mean, there's. A, it's a good point. But it's, it's just, you know, it's a whole. Like, she just has a weird set of views on some things. And yeah. I know the Tulsi stands are going to be very mad, and I apologize. But she just, I don't know. She yeah. does, she does have something some weird I, views I've always about felt things. uncomfortable. And, <laughs> I don't know what it is. And uh, she, I mean, she backed off on Medicare for all. And 
they were merciless to Elizabeth Warren when she did mm-hmm. that, but the Tulsi oh, yeah. stands were very, very quiet when when Tulsi really backed off it. So that that uh, be a little probably bit. part of that has to do with uh, who was more popular at the time. I mean, Tulsi's only what was the highest Tulsi polled ever? No, I know, but I'm just but 3%. the people the, the people who like Tulsi really like Tulsi. <laughs> oh yeah, oh they. But I mean, yeah. they were yelling. There's just like twelve of them, so they yeah. don't yell that loudly. <laughs> All right. So now that they're thoroughly pissed off. <laughs> All right, sorry, <laughs> fan Tulsi. I, I don't. Tulsi's not my least favorite politician. Okay, I'll say no, that. I yeah. can safely say that she's not my least favorite politician. No, Mitch McConnell's okay. my least favorite politician, but that's beside the point. Mm, yeah, I guess. Oh, come on, who has hurt powerful. America more than Mitch McConnell? I, I really hate Ted Cruz. Like with a, an I actual, hate Ted like Cruz a, too, but he really hasn't he's got not that much powerful. done. Yeah, yeah I, I know. He's he doesn't have the kind of power that McConnell does. I Lindsey Graham's another one too. I don't know. <laughs> I. I'm watching a video of Lindsey Graham right now. It's hurting my eyes, but I'm watching it. Mm, don't do that. It just It's quiet. There's no volume. I still but, just hate everything he's saying. Anyway, now we're getting yeah. sidetracked. To go back to Glenn Greenwald, the one thing that people, a lot of people don't know. The of the show. Yeah, well, one thing a lot of people don't know about Glenn Greenwald is that he's gay. Yes. And he's married in Brazil. Yes, and, to a uh, Brazilian man. Yeah, and he adopted two children. So his family, to he lives Brazilian in Brazil right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, so is he in jail, by the way? Because I know he's been charged. I don't, I don't believe he's in prison yet because there's a whole story, too, about how the Brazilian Supreme Court said that they can't charge him for his reporting. So it's a yeah. whole mess, and I'm not sure what's going to happen. But anyway, he was on um, another podcast called Useful Idiots. It's a Rolling Stone podcast yeah. uh, with Matt Taibbi and Katie Halper. Okay. And he gave this really, really fascinating interview. And uh, towards the end, he tells the story. So I just want to play the bit where he explains what's yeah, happening. And l- this is literally like days before he was officially charged with cyber crimes. Right. Okay. So uh, let's go to the video. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So essentially, you know, the biggest political presence in Brazil since 2014 has been this anti-corruption probe called Car Wash. That has resulted in the imprisonment of dozens of business leaders, billionaires, oligarchs, political leaders from multiple parties. And the biggest head on the pike was the former two-term highly popular president, Lula da Silva. Um, And the judge who oversaw that process and who endorsed all kinds of highly controversial practices that had never been previously used in Brazil, Sergio Moro, after he found Lula guilty on very dubious charges and then sentenced him to a decade in prison, which resulted in Lula's not being able to run for president in 2018 at a time when all polls showed that he would win if he were to run, including beating Bolsonaro by a substantial amount. The judge who removed Lula from the race by finding him guilty, which paved the way for Bolsonaro to win, then accepted a position as basically the highest ranking member of Bolsonaro's government as a very powerful minister of justice and public security, where all the powers of law enforcement, surveillance, An investigation were consolidated under him. And our source hacked into the telephones of the prosecutors and as they were communicating with the judge for years worth of communications. It's an archive that he gave us that is bigger than the Snowden archive. Okay. So I could have just skipped that whole thing. I mean, I could have just skipped my whole explanation of that situation because he did a much better job. Well, it's it's easier to, to, to tell the story when it's your story. <laughs> but anyway, but you, so, did, you did a great job, yeah. though, Austin. So that so that's thank you. Please <laughs> please clap, just like Buddhist ass. Please clap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What did he say? That was it. Wasn't please clap though. It was like I'll, I'll find the video. Go ahead. Yeah. We'll, but we'll it, go I mean, it's his please clap moment, and now 
his his next thing will be like um what you call it his next thing will be like oh they say i'm out of time <laughs> and then we'll never see him again yeah yeah uh, and that is coming up uh actually our 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 own ron sent it to us oh uh so i can actually play it quickly <laughs> sweet look and i looked to you to spread that sense of hope to those that you know Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> oh, man. That yeah. Is not yeah. No great. one. It, but also, I'm going to show Austin. Um, oh. Whoop, this way. Oh. oh, yeah. There's like 15 people in this yeah, room. Yeah. So, wow, that campaign <laughs> fell through pretty quickly. That's hilarious. Um, anyway. Okay. So, uh, all right. So, let's let Glenn tell the rest of his story. And we were able to show that there was just systemic corruption on the part of these prosecutors who were idealized and turned into heroes, as well as Sergio Moro, who's probably the most popular uh, and powerful person in Brazil. Um, and it eventually led to the freeing of Lula, um, as well as dozens of other prisoners. It's going to lead to the disciplining and removal of the head prosecutor. Um, and it really destabilized the Bolsonaro government because of how critical Sergio Moro is to that government. Can you talk about um, the situation in Brazil and how you kind of experience it personally? You mentioned about how there have been so many threats against you. You were also like someone hit you um, on radio. I mean, there was video footage of them hitting you while you were on the radio. Okay, so basically what's happening in the fuck just happened. I don't see the video, so I don't know what just happened. So Glenn Greenwald went on a right wing radio show in Brazil. And um, they were speaking, uh, they're speaking Portuguese, so I can understand what they're saying. But basically, the host of the radio show, mm-hmm. Glenn says something, and he goes, and the host goes over and slaps Glenn in the face. What the? And so fuck? Glenn gets up to confront him, and they looks like they're almost going to, you know, get into a real fight, and then people rush over and pull them apart. But I mean, I have to give it to, to Glenn and other journalists because he's not the only journalist who puts their neck out there like this. But, yeah. I mean, some s- journalists have some of the most guts. Yeah. I, that's so risky, yeah. especially right now in Brazil, which is yeah. you know controlled by such a right-wing government. Yeah. To go on a right-wing show with your left views, yeah. like, and you're gay. Yeah. So, so here, uh, he's going to tell, he's going to wow. say exactly what happened. Well, it's interesting. I think one of the things that people don't realize about Bolsonaro, like when they constantly compare him to Trump or to like the far right leaders of Western Europe, like Marine Le Pen or Nigel Farage or those kind of people, is he's actually much different in a lot of different ways. He's really more of a throwback to this Cold War right wing authoritarian who's obsessed with murdering communists. Oh, boy. And And torturing them. Yeah. Yeah. But torturing them and then murdering them. And he's also a religious fanatic Mm. and anti LGBT hatred is a central part of his political success because Brazil is a very religious country. It's the largest Catholic country in the world, but it's much Mm -hmm. more um, fanatical in a religious sense because of the growing evangelical movement that has really taken over large swaths of Brazilian politics and Bolsonaro's, um, success in demagoguing 
LGBT equality. He, you know, basically convinced a large percentage of the population that public schools are now geared toward teaching children about homosexuality in order to convert them so that gay teachers can fuck their young children. So does any of this sound familiar? Because this sounds like America in the 80s, like right out of the playbook. A lot of it sounds like America right now, too. Nothing well, that's often. true. Yeah. But I mean, like in this country, there there is a small, maybe they're not small, but there it's a, it seems like a minority pocket of people who are still very hateful right. of the LGBT community, but that no, seems yeah. to be going away. And yeah, in, not yeah, it, that's a good point too. Like they, he did say rising yeah. evangelical movement, which so this I, I like, heard because, a little bit about because Brazil. I mean, used to be, and I could be mistaken, but I'm pretty sure I've heard that Brazil used to be like one of the hot spots in the world for gay men to hang out. It was, like yeah. I mean, their beaches became yeah. known for that. Yeah. And so this is definitely, it's not a new sentiment, but it's a yeah. rising one, a dangerous yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, so. it's definitely not great. It is, that's yeah. what I mean. Like, yeah. the amount of courage it takes yeah. to even confront these people in, in a country that's, like, obviously going to the right. Yeah. So now uh, he's going to talk about his personal situation. Which is, you know, like, playing with the most dangerous primal fears and right. instincts that people have. And one of the reasons why the reporting that I did was so dangerous is because my husband in January of 2019 kind of took center stage when the only LGBT member of the Brazilian Congress in the history of the Congress who had been elected, oh, wow. who was a, dedicated enemy of the Bolsonaro family who had spit on them, who had been threatened by them, fled the country out of fear of his own life. And David, because he ran for Congress and became the alternate automatically by law, took that seat. So it was like one LGBT member of Congress fled the country in fear of his own life. Bolsonaro that day posted great day, like celebrating the fact that he fled. And then David took his seat, elevated us as a gay couple into this like really bright spotlight at exactly the moment that Bolsonaro assumed the presidency and his spawns, the sons, like the like Saddam Hussein's sons, like elevated themselves greatly in their own power. Like one got elected to the Senate. The other one got the biggest vote in the history of the Congress. So the Bolsonaro family assumed great power. And David and I became probably the most visible LGBT couple even before this reporting began, and then once we started publishing these leaked conversations, so much of the attacks were anti-gay in nature, and, and not just anti-gay, but, you know, dragging our kids into the spotlight. And it's interesting that you mentioned, like, my new experience of being a father. We adopted, you know, two young boys in 2017. When Bolsonaro threatened to imprison me explicitly, he also in the same press conference claimed that David and I had married fraudulently and had adopted two Brazilian boys and he emphasized boys um, fraudulently in order for me to avoid being deported because under deportation law, if you're married to a Brazilian citizen or you've adopted or the parent of two of Brazilian children, you can't be deported. So we dragged our family into it, said our family was essentially a fraud. He called Anchor us family. tricksters. Yeah. And then the right wing, 
host who attacked me physically, the reason why that was such a tense interview was because six weeks before I appeared on that right-wing radio program, which by the way, you know, I also do that in Brazil. It's like a right. very popular right-wing radio and YouTube TV program. I appeared on there six weeks earlier that pro Bolsonaro journalist had gone on his own program and said that a judge should investigate whether David and I are properly caring for our children, essentially saying that there's a possibility that our children should be taken away from us, put back into the orphanage Jeez. from which we adopted them. And one of the reasons why I was so animated and so angry sitting next to him was because this paternal instinct that I honestly didn't know that I had kicked in. And it was like I was sitting next to the person who was essentially calling for our children to be taken away from us and returned to an orphanage. And when I called him a coward for using our children that way and for refusing to say the same thing about his co-workers or his bosses where both couples, you know, the 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 the, the people in the in, in, in the couple both work. Um, whether they should have their children taken away out of, you know, concern that they're not properly caring for their children. He only said it about us. Um, that's when he physically assaulted me. And it wasn't just that he physically assaulted me, but Bolsonaro's sons, his guru, many members of his party went on Twitter and celebrated the fact that I was, you know, slapped in the face. They said next time it should be done with the closed fist or the violence should be worse. So there's a lot of political violence in the air in Brazil it's a very dangerous political movement, and there's just no one that would dispute that the reporting we did was by far the biggest threat to that government in 2019, and I became the public face of it along with David, and the fact that we were an openly are an openly LGBT couple with two children, kind of a living embodiment of the sort of the proof that they're attempt to stigmatize and demonize what it means to live an LGBT life, trying to convince LGBT youth that their futures are going to be filled with solitude and disease and unhappiness. We're kind of proof that that's a lie. It just stimulated so much more hatred and made it more primal and violent. Um, I haven't left my house since June without armed guards and an armored vehicle, Jesus. nor has David. Um, you know, we had to drastically enhance the security measures in our own house. Our kids are very aware of that. It radically changed our lives. In so anyway, so we'll stop there. But yeah, that's yeah, that that's unreal, man. Yeah. That yeah. is just fucking shocking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's shocking. And then a couple days later, like you said before, yeah. um, Brazil filed charges against him for a bunch of things. Yeah. Uh, you said before, again, the Supreme Court, not sure exactly what they can, if they're even allowed to do this. Yeah. Uh, very messy. I, I, I don't know what the hell is going to come of this. Uh, I'm very worried for him. Yeah. Just as a human, because yeah. again, it's like <laughs> you live your life and... Uh, right wing government wants to make sure you can't, you know, and, and it just goes to show too, like all those, <clears throat> you know, all the reporters in America who always act like they're being so brave and fighting, you know, in the resistance, even though all they're really doing is just tweeting at Trump out of frustration. Yeah, which is no uh, more than the rest of us are doing. Like, yeah, like yeah. if that's being in, like if that's some kind of resistance movement, like we're all in it because we can all tweet at him. Are you kidding? Oh, yeah. <laughs> if anything, we're a little above because we made a podcast devoted yeah, to this exactly, shit. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, right wing governments again. Uh, but he's but he's facing like a real fascist. Yeah, yeah, who like, has real power. Yeah, and can act pretty much unilaterally. Yeah, and because like, those like. It, 
those countries have much less protection against their executive branch than yeah. we do. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, if Trump were to do something so heinous, you know, like round up gay people in this country and and execute them, you you know that this country would would or hopefully would have the ability to stop that. Yeah, uh, I mean, if, if he started executing them, I think that's true. But, I mean, uh, we've proved, our country's proven that he can round up people, put them in cages, oh, yeah. and oh, uh, yeah. a whole lot gets yeah. done about it. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm also not that confident in our country to stop horrible things no. from happening. <laughs> no. I, that's, that's wild. I, yeah. I can't believe that. Anyway, uh, we'll, so, we'll try to keep up with that, uh, too, so we can um, see what happens. I'm, I'm sure we'll, we'll have more articles by the day. Yeah. So, so uh, that's crazy with Glenn uh, Greenwald and hopefully he makes it out of this. Okay. Yeah. No one should have to go through this, mm-hmm. especially just when you're, all you're doing is, you know, and the crazy job. thing is what he did was a really good job. That's what <laughs> yeah, he's getting punished for doing a really uh, good job to add to this. Bernie has been the Bernie was the first to come out and say, uh, Brazil should drop the charges. Um, right behind him was Elizabeth Warren. Who uh, the Hill just put out an article very recently, um, entitled "Warren Calls for Brazil to Drop the Charges." It's sad that you can so, only count on like two campaigns, and and in matters like that, also probably Tulsi Gabbard and Andrew Yang. I yeah, would guess. yeah, I, I can. I, I'll bet you Yang comes out with something. Yeah. I don't know. Gabbard is <laughs> listen. She's yeah, doing think, her own. But I think on this issue, right she's probably good. Yeah, it wouldn't shock me. So she probably. Yeah, I, haven't, we'll I haven't seen anything out of her, but I'm sure she I, said I something about Greenwald. To, honestly, but uh, uh, I know Biden's not going to say anything about this, or if he does, it's going to be something that we're not going to want to hear. And I'm sure um, Klobuchar won't either. Hey, she probably doesn't even know what it is. And Buttigieg probably, is probably like, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, if anything, Buttigieg probably would say something about this because. Of the fact that Glenn is gay, yeah, and you know he can relate to it the same way that I can, same way yeah. you can. So, yeah. but at the same time, fuck Bouchage. It, um, it is funny. Okay, so there's that, that. But it's funny how that does make it hit home a little more. Oh, it definitely does. Like, oh yeah, that could totally definitely happen does. to me. <laughs> yeah, and that's also it, why, like, I have uh, one of the people I work with in the podcast editing company that I'm part of. He lives in Brazil right now. And he's like, oh, you should come and visit sometime. And I'm like, not until you guys put Lula back in charge, because there's no way I'm going to go down to Brazil and end up in <laughs> no prison. No fucking chance. Yeah, no fucking no way. Chance. No chance. Right? South America is not in a great spot right now, no. obviously. Uh, and there's several countries that are not doing so well right no. now. Yeah. And and there were countries that weren't doing well before. Yeah. So South America is in, I, man, I feel so bad. Yeah. Such a beautiful, beautiful continent. Brazil, beautiful country. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are. I've I've never met a bad Brazilian person. Speaking speaking of South America, this made me like anger cry and laugh all at the same time. Is <laughs> somebody on Twitter was telling uh, uh-huh. the people in Puerto Rico that well, look, if you're going to be in a poor South American country, you shouldn't expect help from the U.S. And I was like, wow, how that that's very Trumpian. Like it is difficult to fit that many. Wow. <laughs> I don't I don't think he, I don't know if I categorize him as lies because I know this guy thinks that's true. Oh yeah. But just how many false statements are in one tweet. Yeah. When that's it's a lot. like they're not in South America, they're in the Caribbean. 
they're a part yeah. of the U.S. and well, the first one just might be stupidity. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's all stupidity mixed with well, bigotry and ignorance. I mean, yeah, just like actually uneducated. Like, I don't know my geography from my geology. Yeah. Uh, so that because I can see that. Actually, I'm not half of my class in my geography college class would probably think the same thing. Ooh, that's not good. Because they're stupid. That's what I meant. But it just it, it reminds me of that great um, line from that rush song where it's like ignorance and prejudice and fear walk hand in hand. Mm-hmm, and it's like, mm-hmm. it's true. Like he's afraid of these people because he doesn't know anything fucking about them. Yep. And you know, ignorance reads prejudice. It's just, it just makes me like, cause they're not in South America. They're a part of our country. Yeah. <laughs> and, exactly. and we're half the reason that they're so poor <laughs> or more than that. They're probably like, probably more the entire than that. Thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's just, uh, and they're getting hit by earthquakes. Like, and also, apparently, they uh, they found out that the governor of Puerto Rico was withholding aid. Like, oh, um, I saw this. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah, yeah. They, so they marched down to the governor's mansion with a guillotine. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, we need to fly them over here and start marching hey, towards know- the White House with a guillotine. Maybe that's what we need, you know. Like well, the fr- reason uh, France why- is on fucking fire. Well, but uh, okay, bad bad example. Well, no, I think but- I think fr- it's fr- I think France is great. Protest that fucking idiot I, over there. Well, listen, 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 listen. We never had uh, the ability says, listen, to have, that to get have the guillotine. You know, like all these other countries, they had their chance to behead the rich. They nah. felt how good it is. Nah. Maybe well, that's I mean, what we need. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Because, I mean, the place where this originated, <laughs> let's be fair, as much as the France needed a revolution to get out uh, from, yeah. you know, the whole nobility yeah. nonsense. They, they picked Napoleon. It, it didn't go so great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Napoleon so, was right after. So, <laughs> so let's not, let's not, you know, like I, I always say, like, trying to elect, you know, social Democrats or Democratic Socialists. Mm-hmm is the compromise to taking care of the problem the way the French did. It's true. But I'm also careful to point out, but we'll, if that happened, we'd need to have a better follow-up plan than uh, Napoleon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, we have to make sure Bernie's in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then do it, you know? Mm. Um, all right, let's move on. Yeah. Actually, this just in, Lindsey Graham will oppose the subpoena of, of Hunter Biden. So Really? They just, yeah. So uh, apparently they just don't want any, they don't want the trial. They just, yeah, <laughs> they, they, just, they want it to they, be over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They want an empty court. Yeah. That's it. That doesn't uh, surprise but me. He, he is saying no to, to the subpoena, uh, which is, that's my guess. Oh, no, Lindsey. Nah, no, no. Um, all right. Uh, now we got a bunch of good stories. All right. Let's start off with the stupidest one, but it's also just great. <laughs> Tulsi Gabbard is in the news and, you know, I'm glad we were talking about Tulsi today because she is back and she is suing Hillary Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what I do love about Gabbard? Mm-hmm. It's like she's irrelevant for like most of the year. But then the five times that she shows up, they're all for the craziest and greatest things of all time. Oh, yeah. yeah. And this is one of them. <laughs> like she shows up. She's been quiet. For a little while, yeah. uh, ever since her uh, no decision, pretty much uh, mm-hmm. um, back, back for the impeachment or not no uh, no decision, but what's what's the official the present vote or the here vote? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, she's been quiet since then, and she comes back in the news and she's like, "I'm suing Hillary for defamation." Yeah, 
and that's uh, hilarious. And she says, and she says in this that <laughs> they can do it to anybody, and she's pretty much implying like, so can I. <laughs> no. So I don't know what's going to come up this, if anything. No, I know it's a really hilarious Kyle, story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty much all it is. Yeah. Kyle Kalinsky said he thinks he believes it's just, um, just like, hey, I'm Tulsi Gabbard. Say, <laughs> yeah. like, look what I can do. Yeah, I think so. I, can, I happen to agree. I don't think that this is actually going to be a lawsuit. I think this is just Gabbard being like, fuck you, Hillary. Yeah. And in a way, it's almost like a, a, a help to Bernie because this is right when this Clinton and Bernie shit, which did we talk about that last no. week? Well, it's because oh. it didn't come out last week. Oh, it was like I, in the I later part of last week, I think. I don't remember. Yeah. Everything blends in yeah, I know. these days. But you know what? Uh, yeah. So it, Clinton... Clinton attacked Bernie. I had an article. I don't know where it went. Oh, here it is. Uh, Clinton tears open old wounds with her attack on Sanders. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll read way, a little this, bit from. This is the very thing that the centrists are all mad. They're like, we can't divide the party, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, this and is so along crazy. Along comes Hillary Clinton <laughs> saying, um, quote, nobody likes him. Nobody wants to work with him. He got nothing done. He was a career politician. It's all baloney, and I feel so bad that people got sucked into it. Mm-hmm. That's the statement that went viral on everywhere yeah. uh, when it happened. Now, Bernie kind of didn't reply for a little bit, and eventually Clinton kind of backed away and no. said, uh, also, uh, before I say that part, she also said that she's not willing to endorse him or not. she doesn't want to go that far yet. That was in the original thing. And then when she's backed away from it, she said, no, no, I will back the Democratic nominee. No now, that got is, no yeah. headlines, yeah. even though that did happen like the same exact day. No, to be fair. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, I think it was uh, the next day. Maybe, but either yeah. way, yeah. like that should have been just as much of a breaking news. But the thing but is, I think she only said it because, like, what people were upset with, because everybody was upset with her, yeah. except for the Clinton stands, who, you know, they'll always right. love her no matter what she yeah, does. Of course. But a lot of people, including former Clinton um, campaign workers and Obama campaign people, were mad because they've gone this whole time saying, Vote blue no matter who. Vote no. blue no matter who. And they've always felt like they had the moral high ground because they, you know, most of the people who aren't saying that mm-hmm. are further left. And they're saying, look, like we have a bare minimum of things that we need a candidate to say they support before we vote for them. Well, when Hillary Clinton says this, it brought a whole bunch of people out agreeing with her. And now they're a like, lot. fuck. Everybody like, we don't have mad. the high You're- ground anymore. <laughs> and that's what people- pissed them off. People caught on to this one so quickly because yeah. it, it's so obviously out of left field. It, it came huh. out of absolutely nowhere. Well, and it just like, and it just goes <clears throat> to obviously prove that their whole vote blue no matter who thing only matters yeah. when the perceived leader is a centrist. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, now, again, she did back away, and now she said that she will support the Democratic nominee, mm-hmm. which is very important because Bernie <laughs> may be that person. Yeah. Yeah. Um. The polls that came out this week are all for Bernie, no. like all of them. Um, we'll start off with the national poll. Uh, Bernie is now leading in like, I think most of them and some of them by as many as six points over Joe Biden. Yep. Um, 
as far as Iowa goes, it's still about the same, a little bit of a bump. But when it comes to New Hampshire, the New Hampshire poll just came out, and Bernie has like a 12-point lead in New Hampshire now. Yep. That's fucking huge. I know. His lead is growing in Iowa, and he he's if the polls are even a little bit off, he still wins by a bunch in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. Bernie could be going into this with the first two primaries won, and he's bumped up nationally. Not so that means the other states might be flipping too. Yeah, so there's there's one poll that has him in the lead nationally. There's another poll that has him within three points of Biden. Um, he's leading, according to the polls in California, he's leading, uh, he's either tied or leading in Nevada. Uh, apparently, he's leading in Wisconsin. He's tied in New Jersey. Um, wow. He's... He's closed the gap in South Carolina again. And, and like, he's tied, it opened up and now it's closed again. He was either tied or a couple points down in Georgia. Yeah. And, and a poll came out. He beats Trump nationally by the most. He oh, beats yeah. Trump by nine points in Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, in Florida. Yeah. Which which by the way, Trump tweets out this uh th- this graph that says that he's winning in, in Florida. And there's four candidates. Right, because that's yeah. like there's really four competitors, yeah. um, and they are uh, Joe Biden, Elizabeth Warren, I think Buttigieg, and um, Bloomberg. Bloomberg. And guess who's, who they're missing? Who's who's missing? Yeah. Is I feel like somebody. Oh, oh, you mean the one that's beating you by almost double digits? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that yeah. guy. Yeah. No, he doesn't exist. Crazy Bernie. <laughs> Crazy Bernie. I also like how Trump has started to play like reality show announcer and he's like oh look at look at crazy bernie's winning but the dnc is gonna hold him back stay yeah. tuned folks yeah <laughs> i know it's like That's what the great. fuck is going on in this country also um when there's a few people like type of people who i expect they're going to go to sanders one of them is college students yeah but somehow he gained in college students as well. Uh, Sean King retweeted this from political polls uh, no. the, um, on Twitter. Sanders gains two. So he's at 43%. Warren, Warren is next closest at 21%. But everyone else under has lost 1%. Yeah. Or stayed even in Bloomberg or Klobuchar. No. Sanders somehow gains more college students. Mm-hmm. I go to school. I go to college right now. There's a lot of Bernie shit. I did not see this Bernie shit in the fall. Yeah. I was in school in the fall. No, and, and the thing is, now that the you know normal establishment people are attacking him, yeah, because they they finally realized that he can win. Yeah, and just like I I think happened to Trump in their primary, by the time they re- like by the time the establishment realized that he could win, it was too late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so when they started attacking him to his supporters, it felt like, oh, they're just trying to prevent this. Right. Which creates that us against them mentality, which nothing breaks that bond. Yeah. Like, and you're, they're you're starting to do the same thing to Bernie. And if you start getting people who see that who aren't particularly even political and they see why are they trying to stop him? What are they afraid of? <laughs> And, and when you realize what they're afraid of is that yeah. he's going to raise the taxes on them yep. and help regular people, working people live a dignified life, then people are going to go, oh, this is insane. 
Yeah. And we're going to support him, even if they don't agree with everything. They're like, they're playing nice with all the other candidates. There's one candidate they're trying to stop. I have two stories, two short stories that happened both this week. One, I'm at my other job, one of my three jobs, and my old boss, who I'm still friends with from back when I worked at Nike, he comes in. Uh, and we start hanging out and talking. And we used to talk about politics all the time because he's very socially liberal, but he voted for Trump. And he is the he's the <laughs> I hate to break it to you, he's not that socially liberal. <laughs> no, 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 he really is. Believe okay. me, like I, I know him very well. And, and it's it's odd. You if you met him and talked to him, you would imagine he's a progressive. That's the way he talks, that's the way he acts. And then he voted for Trump. And when I and when I finally, you know, got it out of him, yeah, like what the fuck? Everything, everything that you just said is pretty much much what he said mm-hmm. and that's why he voted for trump um uh, on top of like he he bought he bought the message he's not he's not the smartest person i didn't Ooh. say he was smart but he bought the message so we're talking and we got back into talking about politics and he asked me who i'm voting for and i said you should know and he's like okay so you're still with bernie i said yeah ask him who he's voting for he said i have two things that are going to happen one somebody other than bernie sanders becomes the democratic nominee and he goes against Trump, I'm not going to vote at all. And then the other thing he said is if Bernie becomes a Democratic nominee, I'm voting for Bernie. Mm-hmm. I was like, my jaw almost hit the floor. Yeah. And, but it makes sense because mm-hmm. exactly what you just said and the type of person that he is, I just don't think that he was exposed to progressive thoughts because the one thing that he hated about Trump was all the race, the racism <laughs> and that part of him. He never liked that part. No openly hated that so i think he was looking for a bernie but he just didn't get exposed to bernie now Mm. he knows who he is and now guess what he's voting for him Mm. and if he could change from one to the other there's a lot others who are going to be doing that too yeah a lot and there's going to be a lot less hillary people who go vote for trump this time around than there are trump going to bernie yeah and the second story just happened two days ago I'm sitting in one of my new classes and this uh, student sits next to me. I've had him in like four other classes. We've talked about politics. He, in my opinion, he's always been super right. Mm-hmm. And when we start talking about, and, poli- and when me mean, and my friends start talking about you politics. You mean like super right wing, not super correct. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and me and my other friend are talking about politics and I mentioned Bernie and he, he starts chiming in. Oh, but boy. he defended Bernie. Oh, really? Yeah, and then he, his research topic is uh, on like uh, how World War II affected gay rights. I'm like, who are they? You? Did <laughs> so you're, you're, I don't know who this person is anymore. Yeah. Completely different person. It happens. I know. <laughs> I, I'm just. I couldn't believe that two in one week, and I'm not even trying to look, yeah, which I makes know. me so excited. Yeah. Um, another poll came out since we're talking about polls. Uh, CNN's poll. That this is the one that really became viral because it shows Sanders jumping seven points to twenty seven percent, and Joe Biden and Warren both dropping down two points, but Biden is at twenty four. Yeah, so that's the one that everybody was like, "Oh shit!" And now all the coverage is Bernie. <laughs> yeah, Bernie's campaign is in free fall. They fell all the way to first place. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. I, saw, um, I literally saw somebody uh, a donut moron on Twitter say. Oh, oh, his campaign's in a death spiral now. I'm like, yep, death spiral all the way to the top. <laughs> well, if that's the death spiral, then Joe Rogan endorsing Bernie must be the fucking. That's it. Oh, what He's, a great segue. Yeah, is it? <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> um, this is 
this just happened for us just yesterday. Yeah. So this is kind of shocking. Um, but Joe Rogan on his podcast was asked by his guest uh, who he's going to be voting for, and he said Bernie Sanders. Mm. Uh, so the, the clip became viral because a lot of fucking people listen to Joe Rogan yeah. more than our show. Yeah. <laughs> more than I think just about any podcast almost. Yeah, they uh, I think they are still the number one podcast yeah, in the world. Close, it's close. I read I mean, it's a lot of that people. they have somewhere up to 100 million po- uh, downloads every month. Mm-hmm. 100 million. Yeah, I know. I know. We might get 200 and we're happy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not quite that, but um yeah, it's it, it's fascinating. Became viral. Bernie retweeted it. It's an official endorsement, right? Yeah. Everyone should be happy. Why are people not happy? <laughs> because what, what um, happened? Mostly because Joe Rogan. Um, I don't think Joe Rogan is particularly all that bright. No, he's and, just fucking moron. And so he wades in these waters of ideas and thoughts that he doesn't completely understand, and he doesn't have the facility to be able to push back against really horrible people who he has on because he in his world he lives in this bubble where the important thing is to hear like everybody's ideas and the thing is like when you start to learn about things you realize that some ideas aren't worth entertaining mm-hmm. but he he's not there yet he he hasn't no. you know he just doesn't know enough about anything to do that let me let me say this too no. i don't think he's actually a fucking moron i think he has um I, I think there are a lot of great interviews that he does nah. where because he's very curious about things. Well, the thing, but yeah, he he's is, a great he interviewer. A, yeah. But yeah, he, he definitely is way better than I am. Nah. But like where he loses me is he, he's had some comments. Uh, you know, a lot of them were jokes and all that. So you take them with a grain of salt, but anti-trans comments. Yeah. Um, and the guests that he has on, like you said, nah. you know, he, he, he can't wait until he gets Alex Jones back on. But he even said recently that he can't because Alex is banned from YouTube and nah. his show is a YouTube nah, syndicated is, thing. Yeah. So if that wasn't the case, he would have Alex Jones back at any time. Nah. So he's not a moron, but he's definitely just... <laughs> not yeah. all there. <laughs> he's yeah. There's the, he just he doesn't understand like how powerful his platform is. It's very powerful. And and you know, platforming these right wing people is not a great thing. But I feel like some part of him has heard that criticism, yeah, and has started platforming people on the left. Now they're not always people I wish he would platform. Well, but, one was Gabbard, and and the most recent is obviously Bernie. I mean, it could be worse. <laughs> well, no, it's a, not the like he's had David Pakman on twice, which is good. Yeah, I think you know I'm I don't agree with everything David Pakman says, but I think he's a fairly decent representative of the I'd, left. I'd like Sam Cedar to sit down with Joe. He'll never have Sam Cedar I, on. I, I know, but I'd love that. No, but he specifically won't because Sam Cedar has gone after Dave Rubin. Ah. Um, who oh, yeah, he's had buddies. on, but he's the thing that annoys me. He's had Jimmy Dore on a couple times, Ugh. and then and Jimmy I've, Dore, I've fallen out with Jimmy Dore. Yeah. I can I cannot deal with him anymore. Yeah, he's just <laughs> I yeah. can't. So I tried. I want to love him. I no, really do. I no. just cannot anymore. No. But so he's had Jimmy Dore on. Um, he's had Kyle Kalinske on a couple times. Oh, Joe Rogan has. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh no shit! I didn't no. know that. I gotta go watch those. He's had Cornell like West out. on. I've seen I've seen yeah. a couple of those, and of course, like you mentioned, he had Bernie on. Yeah, he's had and Andrew he's had, Yang he's on, had, I believe. Yeah, 
and which is great. And yeah. I hope he continues to do that because, to be completely honest, that's it, that's the better way you should be doing it anyway. But that's now, what, but that's what I mean. I think he's on some level heard that criticism and is so trying to, to include yeah. left voices. I hope so. And honestly, out of all the commentators, and maybe Bernie included, um, he has given the most impassioned defense of universal health care. <laughs> no kidding? Like, yeah, it's Joe, bizarre. Joe Rogan. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. So, um, but anyway, say what you were going to say. I'll see if I can find it. Um, I was just going to quote uh, what, what Joe said in his uh, on a show. He said... Um, well, I'll read from The Hill. Go ahead. Popular podcaster and comedian Joe Rogan said that he would most likely vote for Senator Sanders in the upcoming Democratic primary. Uh, he says, quote, insanely consistent his entire life. Quote, him as a human being, when I was hanging out with him, I believe in him. I like him. I like him a lot, Rogan said on the Joe Rogan experience. Mm. Uh, look. Hey, he says, look. Uh, <laughs> you, you can dig up dirt on every single human being that's ever existed if you catch them in their worst moment. And you magnify those moments and you cut out everything else and you only display those moments, which is extremely accurate and extremely true, which is why yeah. I don't think he's a fucking moron. Yeah. That said, you can't find very many with Bernie. He's been insanely consistent his entire life. He's basically been saying the same thing uh, his whole life. And in that and itself is a very powerful structure to operate from. Yeah. It, what he's saying is it, it, it's it is what Bernie is. So he's pointing out the obvious. I know. That, I but, mean, that's the thing about Joe Rogan. He is a very mixed bag, and it yeah. is difficult. But I mean, well, first of all, it, well, the whole thing about why this is important is because he's come out and said that he might vote for Bernie in the primary, and right. Bernie re or, uh, tweeted a video of it, him saying that. Right. And so people are all freaking out because oh how could you platform Joe Rogan? Yeah. yeah. The guy has 200 million downloads a month. Yeah. He's That's that, yeah. that's the thing. But uh, beside yeah. beside all that. I mean, Joe Rogan is just a confounding figure, but if you were not talking about how Henry Kissinger was brought up in support of a specific political candidate in 2015, then you mm -hmm. shut the fuck up because you have yeah. no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, that's it. And yeah, the New like, York Times lied us yeah. into war. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, it just sounds like all they care about is if people in the United States of America feel like they have been hurt by the things that people have said, even though right. the New York Times, Henry Kissinger, I mean, even Hillary Clinton herself, they've all done things that have really, really hurt people oh, yeah. across the globe. But nobody on Twitter cares about that. No. If anything, Bernie support. Listen, if you're a Bernie supporter and 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 you're not happy about this, I do understand yes, totally. why you're not happy. Yeah. I completely understand. But you have to also understand that this doesn't just show you. This doesn't just uh, send that message out to his to his audience, which it does. Yeah. But what it also does by Bernie accepting that is it shows that you don't have to be that left. To believe in Bernie Sanders' platform, and it also Joe Rogan is not a leftist, and it also so goes to show the the whole nonsense that they you know the centrists complain about purity politics again is right. only it's only purity politics if you don't agree with their politics, right? If if uh, if they disagree with somebody's politics, that's just the correct. You know, that's the correct position to have. But if you don't agree with their politics, where they're willing to make concessions, yeah. then it's purity politics. And that's yeah. why I think the whole, that's why I'm so tired of listening to centrists because it's such bullshit. 
You know, they have their whole, oh, you know, it's such purity politics, whether we get a public option or Medicare for all. I mean, who cares? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then you have this and they're like, oh, no, now I'm outraged. And then, you know, and it's like, but that's purity politics. I thought that was the whole thing. Like, and, and I don't even care. Like, I'm not saying it's wrong for them to be mad. I'm just saying be consistent with your anger. Yeah, I, <laughs> exactly. And, and understand that that Joe Rogan is not Henry Kissinger. You know, no, Joe it's Rogan like, he, has said some stupid things and he's had yes. on some terrible people. But his like the real world implications of what he says are so much smaller than yeah. the New York Times, than Henry Kissinger, than the Washington Post. Yeah. You know, then. Yeah, and that, that's the thing. It's like. Then Jim I, Messina. I, will, I mean, I. I it's I, I yeah, I'm not gonna accept the stuff that he said, but I, I and listen, I'm gonna admit it's it is a little hypocritical in my case because in my in the past where I, I've said things about company like especially companies like uh, Chick Fil A, yeah. you know, it's like I it would be like all of a sudden supporting that. I, I understand, but this is it, it is important. It, it's well. important to the campaign. Uh, it gets your message. It gets the message out to a different type of audience well and also and who decides elections people who don't fucking pay attention to politics right and that's a lot of his base that's all of uh, his base obviously <laughs> yeah because if they and, knew anything about politics they would know that most of the, what he says is nonsense and they'd go find somebody else who knows what they're talking about and, and you know what i was reading through a lot of the comments from joe rogan's like part of it no. and, and there are it's very mixed yeah. as you would expect yeah. there are people who are ripping bernie and then there are some who are like I've read many comments in there. They're saying, well, if if Joe likes it, pretty much, if Joe likes him, he's probably okay. Yeah. Oh, wait. Okay. I think I found the video of him talking about. So this is uh, Joe Rogan on immigration, healthcare, and education. Okay. Basically talking about democratic socialism. I see a lot of people online talking about this immigrant issue, and they either don't have kids or they don't think it can happen to their kids. Their idea is, hey, shouldn't have fucking come over here. You Broke get those kind law. of people. Broke the law. Shouldn't have fucking come over here if you yeah. can. You didn't want to get your kids separated. If you were in the presence of a woman who came over here from Guatemala and she's poor and she's starving and they're taking her baby away and she's wailing and uh. screaming from a primal a primal place in her, her DNA that the one thing she loves more than anything is being taken away. A baby. Yeah. If you if that doesn't freak you the fuck out, you're not a part of the team, man. You're right. missing it. You're missing it. What's what are we here for? We're here for a hundred years of whatever. That's what we're here for. If you want to spend a hundred years saying, hey, she should have fucking broke the law, I'm I don't want you on the team. You're an asshole. Right. And I don't give you I don't give a fuck if you're right or left. I don't care if you're religious or I don't care if you're an atheist. If that's what you support, you're an asshole. And we don't want you on our team. Okay. so but if you uh, agree with certain economic policies that I don't agree with and we can have a discussion about it, we can figure out why you agree and we can figure out why people are allowing all of this money to get into politics. Why are we allowing all these special interest groups and lobbyists to interfere with our laws and influence our our politicians and, and create all this shit that we don't want? Well, here's the number one reason. You can't just vote online. You can't just vote. It's not one person, one vote. Right. It's the electoral college, and there's a lot of checks and balances that are in place. It's all wonderful and groovy, but it's not giving the trust to the people. Right. The trust to the people that are they're informed, that they can make their own decisions, that more people should be able to make these decisions. But they're happening now. That 28-year-old girl 
Who, who, who won I know, in New York? Dude. 28 year old. They're talking about AOC. Yeah, yeah, I Whether I agree with her or not, and I don't know if I do or don't. I bet I agree with her on a lot of things. I think education should be free. I think we should figure out a way. If we could pay for bombs, we could pay for schools. This, the, I think the, this idea that everybody should have health care, it's a great idea. Who the fuck wants people to not be healthy? Who wants people to be hurt and not be able to fix it? Who wants? Are you really saying that struggling people should have to pay exorbitant amounts of money to get fixed when we could maybe chip in? and help members of our right. team that's stupid fill it up figure it out yourself i had to you got lucky bitch you got lucky you don't have leukemia you didn't break both your legs when you were 18 your parents are dead right you got lucky piece of shit you, you yeah so <laughs> all right, anyway, so that, i think okay. that makes my point and, and a lot of those comments that people talk about that he said in the past happen in moments like this because he <laughs> he he he, he you know, he is a comedian. That yeah. was where he got his start. So the comedians push the lines a lot. And I'm not saying I agree with them. I'm not no. trying to defend them. But, like, stop focusing on that and focus on what we just listened to. Yeah. Because there I mean, are moments. Two, 200 million people him. heard that. Yeah. And, and 200 million people are going to hear the Bernie no. thing. And if he talks about it again, they'll hear it again. No. And it might not change it. It's not going to change his entire base because his base is made up of a lot of libertarians no. who know who they're going to vote for. But they, Austin's right. It's also made up of a lot of people who have no fucking clue. And they like, may I, have just heard Bernie for the first time. And, and believe it or not, I do like through work and just, you know, personal relationships. I come across people who I'm friends with who don't know anything about politics and actively try not to. And they're all white. So they can. Uh, of course. But, but they love his show. Yeah. And when they hear that, they are more likely if I said, hey. You know, I know you don't follow politics. I know that's not your thing, but could you go out and support this candidate just this once? You know, just help us win. And listen to Joe Rogan when he says, like, you know, this is Joe Rogan's position on healthcare. You know, this is yeah. what, like, he agrees. And he's just like, do this just this once. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Like, imagine <laughs> if, if he, because I'm sure he, he has a lot of listeners in every single state. Let's say he gets 10,000 people from every state to go out and vote, which, I mean, according to like his numbers, that's nothing. If 10,000 from every state go, you change elections. Yeah. I know it's not a huge number, but I mean, it's some enough. states almost lost. To that or, or, or those numbers yeah. would have won uh, Clinton yeah. a couple states. Yeah. So yeah, they do, yeah. And, and that's only one person's influence. So don't. If it's David Duke, okay, be outraged because yeah. we will be too. Yeah. Because that's a message we don't want. But Joe Rogan's not out there preaching white supremacy. No. Faint thing, he fights it. Yeah. I, it He's in the same breath, he it. fucking has Alex Jones yeah. come on. But you know, yeah. except. Accept some of these endorsements, especially he's, if they're not from the, the left. Well, because he's, he's an incredibly flawed human being who is listened to by a lot of flawed human beings. But would, you know, honestly, would you rather that's, they that's vote for too. Trump or would you rather <laughs> that, they vote for uh, somebody on the left? Yeah. I mean, yeah. But anyway. And that's us too, yeah. and our listeners. Yeah. You're all flawed because you're listening flawed. to us. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you you are not all there if you're listening to us every single week. <laughs> I, I admit it, Austin. <laughs> well, I've never denied it. <laughs> they're they're fucking nuts. Yeah. And we've been getting more listeners every week. Nah. Those people are nuts too. Oh, welcome. <laughs> but hey, how you doing? Yeah. Have a have a good week. Uh man, yeah, I, Austin, what a fucking week. Huh? What a week it's been. Yeah. I, I, I for the first time, I'm I'm gonna try to word this correctly because <laughs> and carefully. I've never, 
In 2016, I wanted Bernie to win, but I never actually thought he was going to win. Yeah. And we were all just fighting to make Clinton as liberal yeah. as we could. Right. And, and, uh, and at the same time, hopefully push our message. The one, especially for me, like I've been preaching to people since I was in fucking middle school. I wanted to make that more mainstream. Yeah. So we did. For the entirety of this cycle, I didn't think Bernie had a chance either. I'm not going to lie. No. I wanted Bernie to win. No. But when Joe Biden entered the race, go back to, I don't know if we were making podcasts back then, no. but if we were, listen to me, I probably didn't sound so happy no. because in, in my head, I thought that's it. For the very first time, I'm actually feeling like this could actually happen. Mm -hmm. I'm getting the same vibes that I got the night that AOC was elected. Yeah. And it gives me chills to think about. And the, and those feelings uh, that even though, like, I wasn't even liberal then, but I could feel when Obama's campaign yeah. was if, like, you could feel it. You could yeah. feel that McCain didn't have a chance. No. Yeah. It, it, I was younger, too. We were both younger. Yeah. And I we didn't admittedly did not have the same understanding that we have now, no. but I felt that exact same thing. Yeah. I broke down in tears when it happened. I mean, it's it, like, it's it like, all built up. Yeah. As a know? teenager, you could even notice it. Even in yeah. rural Pennsylvania, you could feel the oh, yeah. swell of you, excitement. Just yeah. seeing yeah. the news stations show lines in Philadelphia and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. The lines were like incredibly long. Um, I recently went back and I watched it. I think I talked about that a yeah. couple weeks ago. Yeah, you did. Um, and, and just like, Seeing that excitement was something, but it also didn't feel as passionate as the stuff I see with Bernie, yeah. which is weird to say because I was watching the second well, that and, Obama won. And the huge juxtaposition is that is um, uh, Nomiki Klein, or yeah, I always do that, Nomiki Konst, because <laughs> there's Naomi Klein and Nomiki Konst, and I cannot, so they are now one person. They are now one person. I apologize. Oh, it's good. No, I, I love it. I, I love it. You, you had a Tomism. <laughs> I did. I had a Tom moment. <laughs> no. So, so she was talking about visiting the polling place in Philadelphia. Yeah. One of the normally highest, yes. uh, highest level of voting participation for Democrats in Philadelphia. She yeah. went there and talked to the, the people working the polls. Mm -hmm. And she was like, so how's it going? This is on election day. When is this, by the way? Election Day, 2016. Okay. Um, in the general election. Okay. She goes to the she says, how you know, how are things going? And they're like, you know, it's really weird. Yeah. Not a lot of people are coming out. We think something's wrong. Like, maybe they got misinformation. And so yeah. then she goes around to a couple different polling places, you know, within the area. These are high turnout mm -hmm. Democrat areas. I think mostly African-American. I, I can't remember 100%. Yeah, yeah. But, um. She goes around, same story everywhere else. And she's like, what's going on? So she finally asked uh, somebody who's working with the campaign. It's like, where is, like, let's go to the campaign where, office. Where's our support? Yeah, yeah where are she's they? She's like, let's go to the campaign office and tell them they need to put people in buses and start busing them out to the polls. And, you know, we need to get people here. And the uh, person told her, oh, the Clinton campaign doesn't have an office here. In Philadelphia, in that part of Philly, in one of the highest turnout spots in Philadelphia, they didn't have an office because they Seriously. took it for granted. Yes. See, when now, I hear stuff like that, multiply that all over the fucking country. Well, especially in the uh, in the 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 Rust Belt, yeah, which is the the, the section that essentially won the presidency because, for Trump because you win 
Democrats win elections by overperforming in cities. Yes. In the yes. states that they need to win. Yeah, you can draw out Pittsburgh. the rural crowds. Yeah. You you can, but ultimately that's not a huge no. margin because it's just so there's not that many people in those rural areas. But see, like you in Pennsylvania, to- there's two big cities. Yeah. Philadelphia on the East Coast, Pittsburgh on the West Coast. You run up the score there to make up for the Kentucky (laughs) part in the middle. West Coast. It's the the West Coast. It's the West Uh borderline, I guess. Of course, it's the famous Ohio Ocean. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's true. It's not a coast if there's no water. But it's it's the West. I'm picking on you now. (laughs) It's, It's the West state boundary. I guess technically it's not the East Coast either because there's no ocean in New Jersey. At least it's close to an ocean. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. There's a big. Go, there's, go. A, there's a river there. There's Susquehanna River. There is, and the, and the Delaware. Yeah, the, the Delaware, Delaware too. Of course, <laughs> yeah. So makes up the border. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So maybe it is a coast. Anyway. Sure. <laughs> but you run <laughs> it's like a bank. <laughs> but yeah, you run up the uh, you run up the votes in those two cities and in any like larger metropolitan areas. Sure. To make up for the rural areas that are not going to vote for you. Exactly. And then if you can get some of the suburbs, then you get the whole state. Exactly. And that's that's the formula that yeah. it should be. I, I it's it fathoms me that, yeah. that there would not be a campaign office in every single district in Philadelphia. Because yeah. that because I know I it's Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh and Philly, but Philly is number one yeah. by a lot. Yeah, and Philly's, then Pittsburgh is Philly's two. the one that decides it. Yeah, well, every helps. single time. Yeah. And I remember watching CNN the day that that the, the night of the election, and I remember them like hovering over the crowd, the lines, and I I don't remember if it was Wolf or 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 one of the big talking heads there, but they were like unusually small lines showing yeah. up in Philadelphia, yeah. and then they were trying to pitch it like, oh, maybe all of it was in the morning, or there's a lot. Of, they were counting on absentee ballots and stuff like that. That's what they were hoping nope. for because they were shocked. That that was happening. Meanwhile, when I went to vote at um, the church near my parents' house where I was at the time. Oh, yeah. That was a long line. I had to wait like a half hour to get in. And that's unusual for a small town. Yeah, but that's not necessarily a good thing. No, but that was my point. (laughs) Yeah. That's how I knew when I went to vote. And then when I came in and heard that the the lines in the cities weren't as big, I was like, she is in big trouble. Yeah. Of course, yeah, and I still was trying to go, uh, maybe, you know, I'm just mm-hmm. too freaking out about it. No, it was true. I, I was yeah. right. <laughs> and, and that's the difference. That's the difference between Bernie's campaign and, and we'll use Clinton's campaign. No. There was no energy. Like myself, bad example because I was a Bernie supporter, no. but I barely felt the urge to go out and vote that day. No. The only thing, I didn't vote for Clinton. I did. My vote went toward Clinton's presidency, yeah. but I voted against Trump, yeah. which is such a bad thing to and, do. And the down ballot Democrats. Yeah, well, exactly. But I mean, like, to be honest, I, I would have rather them than Clinton. Like, well, yeah. for president. And, there, and there's a lot of people. <laughs> um, Michael Moore tells the story. There's a lot of people in Michigan who did specifically that. They went out mm-hmm. to vote. They went all the way to the voting booth, voted for all of the Democrats yep. and left president empty. And and you, uh, and you know the worst part is when those crowd numbers are down, it doesn't just affect the presidency. It affects everything. everything. Yeah. Because in Pennsylvania, there was Katie McGinty. Mm-hmm. Now, she was probably, you know, most mostly a centrist, a little maybe yeah, left-leaning centrist, but whatever. Yeah. But the person that she was running against was Pat the Toomey. Pat fucking Toomey. And if you don't yeah. know anything about Pat Toomey, look him up. He's a fucking criminal. Yeah. <laughs> He's such a <laughs> terrible person. Yeah. 
He's, he's like Rick numbers, Scott without the personality. <laughs> right. And because the numbers were so low, she lost. And she barely lost. Yeah. Which means if you had a candidate with the energy of an Obama or a Sanders, McGinty replaces Toomey and Pennsylvania has two Democrats. Yeah. That changes everything. Yeah, exactly. And then you also affect states because those rural counties start showing up more and those become representatives. Yeah. And repeat that in Florida where we wouldn't have Rick Scott in Congress right now. Yeah. <laughs> and a I'm fucking mean, walking penis. Yeah, it's actually. True. Yeah. Not in the good way. <laughs> no. A terrible way. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah. I know. I, so this then, is all ranty. <laughs> but it's been a long <laughs> week. <laughs> but. I, the point is, the Sanders campaign draws so much energy, <laughs> so much energy, yeah. that if he does somehow pull this off and he's a Democratic nominee, I just don't, I can't see him losing to Trump because well, he steals parts of Trump's base yeah. while solidifying all the ones that Hillary couldn't. He's going to kill it with African-Americans. He's going to kill it with women. Because we like him. <laughs> well, and, not, and, when you, and not only that, I mean, he's, I think there's a reason Paul that shows he's leading. His campaign has more women supporters than men. I think the his, highest, the highest in that. And he also has more people of color support yeah. than every campaign but Biden's and they're neck and neck. Because Biden loses the young people yeah. of color vote. Yeah. And Bye Bernie well. loses the old people of color vote. Right. But it appears. But even that's starting to change, by well, the way. Well, it appears that those attacks about Biden and Social Security cuts are working. Yeah, because Florida is all Bernie right now. <laughs> well, and so, and and the uh, the people who are doing the most searches on Google about Biden cutting Social Security. Yeah. Number, thir- number three state doing the searches. Probably Pennsylvania. No. Uh, Iowa. We're, oh, okay. And the sixth state, New Hampshire. There you go. I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Pennsylvania was on the list because yeah. Pennsylvania is very popular with uh, the elderly community. Yeah. Um, so, like, I, that might affect Pennsylvania's results totally that no one's could. talking about. Yep, totally could. So, there, there's just a lot of things that are looking fantastic for Bernie. And they should yeah. because when you put a candidate like this, it doesn't matter who it is. Like, when AOC runs for president oh, one day, God, it's going to be so. the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. That's what happens. Yep. So it, it, I'm just excited. I'm very <laughs> excited too. Yeah. So um, I think I think that should be it for the yeah, week. We covered. Oh, we're gonna go on for another couple of hours. <laughs> Listen, I'm sorry that this episode's a little longer. We've been doing a pretty good job keeping it close to yeah. an hour, but there was just so much to talk about. And you knew this was coming. <laughs> of course, <laughs> it was a, the fact that we made it nine episodes. Yeah. Pay, like actually decent timing yeah that's unexpected no. you should not expect that ever again. <laughs> no. no no now that we've broken that it's that's probably over. not gonna go it's back it's like there. you broke the podcast hymen we're good um that's not all right i can tell you're gay because that is not how that works <laughs> um what am i doing the social stuff yeah yeah do I have to? Yes, I say you no. Have to, yeah. At this point, all right, fine. <laughs> We're on Twitter. We're on the gram of Insta. We're on that thing that old people use called Facebook. All at Left Lane Pod. Mm-hmm. If you can't figure it out, listen to Joe. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> no, no, do that. He doesn't need any more listeners. <laughs> 
Hot 200 million. Um, <laughs> you can find our podcast everywhere. Oh, yeah. Now there's going to be a cool new thing that um, our podcast gets distributed through Captivate, which is a new podcast hosting company. They're going to now have a single subscribe button that we're going to be able to put out on our episodes. So if oh, you no so if you hit it, it will subscribe you to our show on whatever podcast app you listen through automatically. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. So we're going to have that out. And uh, I think I've made the decision that we're going to go on TikTok eventually. <laughs> You're going on TikTok. <laughs> That's fine. You'll be there too because yeah. I'm recording this video. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which actually I was thinking about as we're going through. I'm okay with it. Yeah. I, it's fine. Okay. It gives an extra medium for somebody to, to if, if you like this, if you like looking at two guys looking into a microphone or actually in my case i'm every time i look at you i'm over here <laughs> every time i look at my screen i'm over here <laughs> fuck you guys yeah. um yeah what i'm uh, oh oh yeah also you apparently again you don't have that problem with too much money so i maybe is is it just or everyone who's listening to our podcast just has no money that's okay because i don't either um yeah that's but, that's the thing about when you your primary target audience is you know the working class. <laughs> I know you can't um, expect them to pay for your, <laughs> your creative endeavors. Now I want to say this before we go. Uh, recently on Twitter, there was this uh, viral video of this Twitch streamer going uh, going around that uh, she she said something like um, she was upset that the people in her chat weren't subscribed, and she was. You know, she was saying you should subscribe to you don't have five dollars but she was sincere about it yeah. and people freaked out i want to say this i'm never sincere about the patreon stuff no. i we would love your support and every all of our patrons we you know we we love our patrons and yeah. if you do give us money we take it we, we appreciate it more than you imagine yeah. uh and do not give us money if you don't have money yeah. because that's the fucking stupidest thing you can do. Yeah, don't worry about Austin it. and I enjoy doing this podcast. Uh, so we're just going to do it. Yeah. And if you want to help us out, uh, you can go to patreon.com forward slash left lane pod and you can check out our tiers. We've been a little bit inactive. That's mostly my fault. I'm supposed to be working on that. I apologize. Uh, we'll be working on it soon. <laughs> we'll come up with content and stuff like yeah. that. We, we will. Yeah. Uh, I know we say that every week. We yeah, will. We will. I promise. <laughs> we, we will. Uh, that's it. All right, man. Yeah. Oh, God. It's been a crazy week. It has been. All right. Well, we will. We'll be back in your ear holes next week with I don't I don't like that. <laughs> I'm not a fan of that. New stuff. It's not I'm not kink shaming. If you're into putting your dick in someone's ear, go for it. Well we, I mean I wasn't what? suggesting that's what we were gonna do. Oh, you're I, I knew But that. I see but I see <laughs> Just, you've been reading my grinder messages, which is not very cool. <laughs> I'm those are not go. supposed to be public time, but it is time to go. So I did have someone on Grinder offer me weed, which I'm pretty excited about. Ooh. Yeah. I never but thought I'd... about using Grinder for that. Right? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so you're just gonna like for that. Uh I figured it was a cop and I blocked him. All right. Anyway, have a great, <laughs> he, great he got week. Cop blocked. Uh, Have a good week, everybody. And we'll be back next week when I'm sure a lot more bullshit. Yep. Have a good week.